This is an ABC podcast. A long time ago, in a short and curly episode, far, far down your podcast feed, Molly, Matt and Carl blasted off on a bold adventure to Mars. Flight Commander reporting in. We are ready for launch. Navigation checking in. We're ready. And weapons control. Matthew, are you there? Green light. All right. Countdown beginning at T minus five, four, three. But after a few mishaps and some medium level space madness, the mission was aborted. Flight Captain Carl decided to run away, ejecting himself in an escape pod. Ejection pod, Captain's Log, Day 47. After the mission was aborted, Molly and Matt returned to Earth. But now they've been sent back. Their goal? To clean up the mess from their first mission, retrieve Carl's expensive escape pod, and, uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, if possible to save Carl as well. Shutting off main engine one, and okay, we're in orbit. Turning on the scanners. Let's see if he's out there. Carl, this is Molly and Matt. Do you read us? There's nothing. I wonder if he's still alive. Matt, you can't think that way. We have to hold on to hope. That he's dead. Molly! I know he deserted us, but come on! Ah, I'm kidding, you big ethics boy. Come here, let me give you a noogie. No, no, get off! Hey, what's that sound coming in on the scanner? I'm so lonely, so very, very lonely. A lonely boy in the outskirts of space. Hang on, is that Carl? Matt, we found the escape pod! Oh, and Carl! Molly? Matt! My heroes, my saviors! Thank you for coming back for me. Uh, yeah, for, for you. Well, we're kind of here to clean up the trash, actually. Oh, don't call me trash. No, 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 real trash. Space junk, Carl. The garbage of the galaxy, the scum of the solar system. We're here to clean up all the space junk you shot out into orbit when you ejected. You know, like your escape pod, your rocket canisters, and everything else that came loose. Oh, and so you didn't come back just to save me? Honestly, no. You chose to leave and ruined our mission. And they say space is cold. Listen, Carl, this mission is about something bigger than you. It's about space junk. Okay, well... Today on Short and Curly, a daring mission to rescue Carl. No, a daring mission to clean up space, I just said that! Whose job is it to keep outer space neat and tidy? And do we even have to clean it up at all? Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Hot and girly. Activating docking mechanism. I'm free. Oh, thank you, thank you, Matt, and thank you, Molly. Bring it in here. Whoa, Carl, you stink. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry. I've been cooped up in that tiny pod for so long. Look at all those chip packets. 
Uh, what, what did you fill them with? Yeah, when a boy's gotta go, a boy's gotta go. Ew! Oh, don't worry, I flushed most of them out into space. Oh, that's just more space junk for us to clean up now. Well, what else was I gonna do with it? Actually, maybe that's a good warm-up thinking question for you listening. You can pause the show here to think or chat with those around you. Then hit play when you're ready to go on with the show. Try and picture all of the stuff that you've put in the bin or toilet over the past month. Can you list all the rubbish and junk that would have built up during that time? Hit pause now. question for you. What floats in orbit around Earth? Ah, uh, I should know this as an astronaut. Uh, satellites. Yes, thousands of them. And what do those satellites do? Uh, they let us use phones and the internet, and they let us communicate with people right around the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And imagine if one of those satellites was broken. People wouldn't be able to use their phones. Plus, satellites are super important in natural disasters because emergency workers use them to get a high-level view of what's happening. Wow, yeah, so they are really important. They are. And all the junk out here could completely destroy them. For real? Yeah. Things in orbit move super fast, often in different directions. And if they bump into each other... Intense, right? And, if you want to know more, our spaceship is equipped with special science briefings from Dr Karl Krushenitsky down at Mission Control. Sounds good, Momo. I've got the latest one here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Space junk can be a problem when it runs into other bits of space junk and sets off a cascade. So if you just have one bit of space junk, no worry. A couple, they won't run into each other. A bit more than that, they'll run into each other every now and then. But once you get too many... You end up with a situation where you get a cascading effect, where one collision leads to two or ten bits of junk, which then leads to twenty, to a hundred, to a thousand, and suddenly you've got a a runaway cascade and practically everything in orbit is now unusable and gets hit. We're not there yet, but we're not far away from this so-called Kessler syndrome or the runaway catastrophic effect. A runaway catastrophic event? Oh, you've got to get me out of here, Molly! Yeah, well, there hasn't been a catastrophic event. Yet. Let me play you more of Dr. Carl's briefings. I think it's this one? Space junk, it turns out, can actually affect humans and those who are in orbit. And we've had humans in orbit for over 20 years continuously running that outpost in space, the International Space Station. On about 16 occasions... The astronauts and the people on the ground have tracked that there was a potential collision coming up with some space junk, and on 16 occasions they've actually shifted the International Space Station out of the way. But on another four occasions, they found out about it only too late. They were not able to shift the International Space Station, but instead all of the astronauts and cosmonauts on the space station had to put on their spacesuits and then lock all the doors and then go and sit inside the emergency Soyuz spacecraft to bring them back to Earth if there had been an emergency hit. But luckily there wasn't. And after the danger was over, they then went back to work. It was that close. Yikes. And Carl, 
There are more than 150 million pieces of space junk in orbit around the Earth already. When someone pulls a stunt like you just did, that means more trash. Whew, as if space wasn't already dangerous enough. Yeah. Carl, even our newest rookie astronauts from Newtown Public School seem to know more about this than you. It's kind of like a bin. If it gets too full, you can either clean it up or you can leave it and it will continue to overflow until the entire room is filled up and you can't go out into space. Well, I'm not really sure if that space junk could make um, other planets less habitable. All I know is that there has to be some bad consequences to it because any piece of junk just littered is not a good thing. Each of it leads to a different consequence. I think that we should clean it up, but first we'll clean up our planet because our planet is already a mess. Maybe we could stop being so obsessed with, like, what, like, life is out there in um, other planets and we could just, like, study the Earth that we're on right now because sending up, like, rockets and that to and, like, probes to go look at um, around other planets, we're just send... We're basically just sending more space junk up. Hey, I get it. Space junk is a big problem. But if there are already millions of pieces up here, picking up a bit now isn't going to make a big difference. Can't I just go home and eat a vegan cheeseburger and have a long hot shower and forget about the whole thing? That is tempting. You do need a shower. But no, it's our responsibility to clean up the giant mess we've made. Molly's right. It is a giant mess up here. Just like Earth. Wait. What do you mean, just like Earth? Our planet is a mess. There's pollution everywhere. In the Pacific Ocean, there's a pile of garbage three times the size of France. Yeah, that's true. It's called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And you can see it from space. It's just there. Look, see that big shape to the left of California? Oh, that is enormous. And one of the reasons it's gotten that way is because of something called the Tragedy of the Commons. The Tragedy of the Commons is a story based on a real thing called the Commons in England. Back before there were shops or food delivery services, people needed to grow most of their own food to eat. But you need a lot of room to make food. Big patches of land to grow veggies, paddocks for the cows who make milk and butter. Ah, and it's a tragedy because the cows don't have enough room to run around and play lacrosse. Cows don't play... Never mind. Actually, weirdly, you're kind of right. The problem is that there's not enough room. So everybody has their cows feeding on the land all the time. And eventually, the commons turns into a dust bowl and nobody can use it. And that's the tragedy of the commons. Okay, so it's a bit like the kitchen at Short and Curly headquarters. Everyone needs it to be clean, but it's no one person's job to clean it. So it sometimes ends up a giant mess, and then no one can use it. Exactly. If we treat something that's common as something we can just use as much as we like without caring for it, eventually it's likely to be ruined for everyone. 
Yeah, now that I think of it, this is a problem that happens everywhere. Community playgrounds or classrooms, even your own home. Totally. You know, it's probably a good time for all of us to think about how the tragedy of the commons can affect our lives with another thinking question. And here it is. Imagine there is a community garden in your neighbourhood. It grows the most delicious fruit, but only if everyone takes care of it. Do you think the garden would survive in your neighbourhood? And why? Hit pause now. Okay, so I'm kind of getting it now. Space is a common area, which means... If no one steps up, nothing gets done, which means we got to clean up the trash, Carl. So inspiring. Okay, how do we do it? There are tons of ways we could get cleaning. Yeah, like some people are using satellites with giant nets attached to them to scoop up the junk. And in our briefing from Dr. Carl at Mission Control, he taught us that there are other methods that people are using too. There's three major ways to get rid of space junk. The first one uh, is the space equivalent of a tugboat, and that only works with the big stuff. You send up a spacecraft, it grabs the big stuff and then brings it down to Earth again. The second one involves a solid shield about the size of a football field, but very thin, and it would mop up the space junk by actually running into it, like a giant windscreen on a car with space junk, not insects, crashing into it. And the third one is to burn it up, and there's a few ways to do that. You basically create drag, which then slows down the space junk so it falls out of orbit and then burns up in the atmosphere. Okay, that all sounds very cool, but I actually brought a net from home so we could start right away. Matt, deploy the net. Roger, roger. Is that a butterfly net, Molly? Yes, it was the only one I had. It's really small. It's going to take forever. Our scanners are showing there's a cloud of chip packets out there. Carl, how did you eat so many chips? I'm sorry, okay? Maybe we can get some help. Surely there are other astronauts out here who'd lend a hand. Well, actually, according to space law, all space trash belongs to the person who put it there. So the only person who can clean up all these wrappers? That's you, Carl. Hmm. I think I still like that idea of relying on some fancy new technology from the future to deal with all our problems, though. Yeah, you probably would. Throughout history, people have often waited for new technologies to solve the problems they've created. And new technology is often just a band-aid. The problem with space trash isn't just that it's expensive to clean up. It's in the way that we think about space itself. What do you mean? Well, think about it this way. Why should we have to force people to clean up the mess they've made? Why don't they just clean it up for themselves without being made to? I guess maybe it's easier not to? Or they want to use the money they could spend cleaning up on something else? You know what? That's a pretty good guess. Thank you. People, including countries and big businesses, have a bad habit of thinking about the environment as something that's just there to be used. And they only tend to take care of it if they're forced to by law or because they rely on the environment for some reason. 
So does that mean we should think of space like we think of all the natural environments on Earth? Maybe. But if it is, we need to think about whether we can just use it as a place to stick satellites and leave old rockets floating around. Maybe we need to take care of it the same way we need to take care of rainforests and coral reefs. So you mean by not filling it with chip packets full of poo and wee? What was I meant to do, okay? There's a toilet in the escape pod. Now it's time for a final thinking question for all of us. And our question is, if you were in charge of making a plan to keep space neat and tidy in a way that's fair for everyone, what would you do? Hit pause now. I don't know about fancy rules and regulations, but I'm going to clean up all of space with this butterfly net. Woo! Oh, but you haven't caught anything yet. Zero down, at least 150 million pieces of junk to go. Space is huge, Carl. Yeah, nah, this is boring. I'll just catch you both back on Earth, eh? Why are you getting back in your escape pod? Wait, what are you... Bye, Molly! Carl, no! Geronimo! Oh, I hate that guy. Car just launch again. Yep. Maybe you'll die. Matt? Captain's Log, Part 2. I do feel bad about ejecting my pod, leaving Molly and Matt to clean up space. But in a few days, I'll be back on Earth, and it's going to be great. I'll finally shower, eat lots of pizza and then lounge by a pool with a coconut filled with coconut water. I can't wait to just leave all my troubles behind and not have to worry about stupid space junk. Carl, do you read me? You're about to fly through a space junk storm. Uh, no. Um, I need some help here. Brains Trust from Newtown Public School. Can you read me? Oliver, Freya, Maggie, Arun. Heath? Mally? Are you reading me? What about you, Dr. Carl? Dr. Carl Krujanitsky from Earth Mission Control. You're my only hope. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs. Now, we hope you enjoyed today. And if you haven't listened to our very first space episode, Should We Move to Mars, then go and search it up in your short and curly podcast feed. Carl completely messes up in this episode. (laughs) As usual. And Molly's completely weird. As usual. So, should we move to Mars? I still don't have the answer to that one. Maybe we'd better go listen too.